Welcome to Here's Teresa on TalkZone with your host, Teresa E. Keeves. Teresa is here to inspire and educate you with heartwarming stories and informative conversations from a national and global perspective. Now, here's Teresa. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to all of my international listeners out there. This is Teresa E. Keeves, your host for Here's Teresa, broadcasting on the GreatTalkZone.com internet radio. And, um, and I thank you for tuning into my show as I, um, you know, I miss talking with you guys out there, but we're going to have a great conversation. Um, and I, you know, I appreciate you uh, tuning into me, as I said before, because I do know that you, um, have other choices and I'm so grateful that you chose to listen to me. I am doing great listeners and I feel great too, in spite of the fact that I'm so busy in my life, which for me is a great thing. I can't imagine not being busy. Um, now don't get me wrong. Okay. Taking breaks are very important too, but <clears throat> excuse me, but staying uh, busy for me is great for my mental and uh, my mental health and my health overall. And, um, and I'm sure you guys feel like that as well. But anyway, how are you all doing out there? I hope that you all are doing just wonderful and that your life is filled with greatness and blessings on this beautiful day that uh, God has given us. Um, I was just telling um, my engineer, shout out to Randy, that there is so much happening in this country that, you know, we, you know, could be discussing this for like all day for a whole three weeks or something, you know, but just, you know, in the United States of America and, and especially the, you know, what's going on there in Washington where the person in the White House that slaves build is just continuing to lose his mind and, and, um, you know, fluck his feathers like he, you know, is going to be in there, uh, forever and that's not going to happen. And, uh, but anyway, but now I just want you to know that, um, you know, elections are coming up, you know, gearing up. Uh, for November, so please be sure that you are registered to vote, regardless of what your party is. Hopefully, it's a Democrat or something, but um, you know, so that you'll know where your where your uh, polling place is and so forth and so on, because gerrymandering still continues, unfortunately, in this country. But uh, we're going to have a great conversation along with the world's best mental health therapist, Reginald C. Campbell, who is standing by. And we are going to get into discussions that will be interesting and educational and enlightening. So please stay tuned. So now, guests, I have a lot to talk about, and but I'm going to be bringing um, uh, my fantastic brother on here shortly. But I want to say, uh, you know, a few things uh, very quickly um, before um, I bring him on. Now, I will briefly talk about my dinner table conversation suggestion, as you know, that I say at the end of my show to be kind to yourself because that is where it starts first and then be kind to others, which I think is a beautiful thing. And it is true because it has to start with you being kind to yourself. First, remembering you cannot give something to somebody you ain't got. I say that all the time. Now, I want to briefly expound on that by saying that I do a lot of reading because I love it and it is so edifying to me. I came across an article recently about Nicki Minaj. She is the pretty woman of color who is, you know, a talented actress and rapper. Anyway, 
she was stating in this article titled Nicki Minaj shares her secret to recent weight loss and how she plans to lose 20 more pounds. And this is an article by Paige Golly on 2-12-2020 for Entertainment News. Now, this article states in part that Nicki Minaj is opening up about her weight loss journey. During an episode of Queen Radio on Apple Music Beats 1, the 37-year-old rapper, and why did they have to say her name, her age, really, uh, revealed how in 2019, which she counts as one of her favorite years so far, she learned how to use her power to accomplish more. She says, I channeled all of my power and now I have control of it. I control how it manifests in my life. One way she puts that lesson into action was by changing her diet. She says, I was trying to do this diet and kept putting it off. I didn't think I could have the discipline in what I ate. Once my mind was committed to it, my body committed to it. So Minaj said that she still has 20 pounds, you know, to lose for her, um, you know, that she, where she wants to be. She also noted that she is focused on self-love no matter her physical appearance. She goes on to say, I've been talking about this, you know, talking about that this year, too, about being kind to yourself and allowing yourself to be human, while at the same time being motivated and powerful but also treating yourself as if you love yourself too, she said, and being easy on yourself, like nothing and no one is perfect. Now, one time I was thinking, what if all of my best friends said the things that I say to myself? Nikki says, the people who, the people who love you don't talk to you like that. Don't treat you like that. Don't say things like that to make you feel pain. But we do that to ourselves, she said. She, You know, she was saying that women, we do that to ourselves all the time regarding our bodies. Now, my question for the dinner table conversation are the following. Are you using your power to accomplish more? Or are you complaining about what you are lacking and not doing anything positively to better yourself. Do you surround yourself with like-minded people that will assist you in your growth? Or do you enjoy being alone and, and enjoying your own company? I know I do. But if you do not, then why not? Because if you don't get to know yourself and love yourself, then why would you expect for others to love you if you're not loving yourself in that manner. Okay. Women, especially, do you speak highly of yourself or do you call yourself names like, oh, I'm fat and I cannot get into shape. Oh, I am not prepared. I will never find the right mate in my life. I do not have time right now. Or how about this one, ladies? I will wait until the kids are out of the house and then I will concentrate on myself. As I have coined the phrase, time is our most precious commodity. Someone else said no time is like the present. Listen, we know that we have this moment. We are hopeful for tomorrow, but we don't know for sure that it will be a, be tomorrow. In fact, remembering loving yourself and being kind to yourself starts within. Women, if you want to improve your body, 
you can get a plan and start by saying, I can do this and commit to it on a daily basis. I don't care if it's a five or 10 minute workout, as long as you commit to it every day. I tell myself these things as well. Should I find myself having a, having a, a second because I will not let downplay last that long within me? I rid myself of it very quickly because darkness is definitely a destroyer. Della Reese, who is one of the most profound actresses and women of color, she's no longer with us, said that your any is your Audi. Remember that as well. Okay. I hope that you liked my dinner table conversation and I hope that you use it during your conversations at your dinner table with your loved ones tonight. Okay, let's bring on my guest. He is the world's best mental health therapist. His name is Reginald C. Campbell. Good morning, Reginald. Good morning and good morning, listeners. And, you know, yogurt is is a godsend. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They're eating some fit and fruity, low-fat yogurt strawberry. And it's mm-hmm. one of the best things besides chocolate known to man. But anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> good morning. That's so funny because I was I have was eating some blueberry yogurt, and um, mm. because of my allergies, because of my allergies, I have it's, it's made with almond milk, and that's the mm-hmm. milk that you know does not bother me because of my allergies. It's really good. It's by Kite Hill. Give him a plug. And um, I buy it at uh, Sprouts, actually. And uh, it's kite, just like you're flying a kite and hill, like you're climbing up, um, climbing up a hill for all of you all who need a dairy-free solution. You like uh, yogurt? Try kite hill. <laughs> maybe they, Reginald, maybe they'll they'll call and get, you know, I'll get uh, pay for plugging them or something. But, okay, hey, let's I know not, I let's think of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, Reginald, let's, um, Get started here because we have a lot to uh, to talk about, and um, I want to start off um, talking about um, uh, the the terrible tragedy that happened uh, uh, while you know we were uh, not broadcasting uh, with Kobe Bryant, his daughter, and the seven other individuals that um, unfortunately lost their lives. And I just very, I just want to express my condolences for. Um, Vanessa and, and um, her family and Kobe and his family, um, you know, his mom and dad is what I mean. And um, I, it, it has to be terrible, you know, to lose your child and, and then lose your husband as well. So I, I hope and pray that Vanessa finds strength and guidance and have the right people to help her um, as she's getting through this and, and so that she can move on with her life as she does have. Um, three other children that um, she and Kobe had that she has to see after and make sure that they um, get on in their life. And she herself has to make sure that she gets on in her life. It was a terrible tragedy. And just and I know it happened, uh, you know, a bit ago, but I still just wanted to to say that. OK, now let's talk about black history pioneers, Reginald. Now, every every year we we talk about um you know, varying people on black history, uh, pioneers. Um, uh, but I want to start off by saying that there are a huge number of, of black American men and women that are unknown 
to this country's populace because, Reginald, unfortunately, our school systems do not teach it properly outside of rattling off black individuals like Madam C.J. Walker, Booker T. Washington, Rosa Parks, Malcolm X, and Martin Luther King. Okay, basically, that's about the just of what they'll talk about, maybe a couple of others that I didn't mention. However, I want you all to know that the fact is there are hundreds of fantastic men and women of color who have made great achievements and strides in this country and for this world, for example, who never, ever get talked about. And as I say, education is a beautiful thing. So I'm going to talk about, um, um, you know, a few of them, Reginald, because we have time constraints and other topics that we want to discuss. And then if you have, um, you know, a couple that you would like to um, uh, mention, you know, that that's fine as well. I would like to start out by talking about Mary Elizabeth Mahoney. She was the first black female nurse in the United States and one of the first women to register to vote when women won the right to vote in Boston. She worked her ass off to help other black women join the nursing profession and left a legacy that saw her inducted in the Women Hall of Fame. Bessie Coleman was an American aviator and the first black woman to earn a pilot's license. She was born in 1892 because flying schools in the United States denied her entry She taught herself French and moved to France, earning her license from France's well-known Caudron Brothers School of Aviation in just seven months. Coleman specialized in stunt flying and parachuting, earning a living, uh, earning a living, barnstorming and performing aerial tricks. She remains a pioneer of women in the field of education and and aviation. Famed American, um, um, African American explorer Matthew Henson. Now he was born in Charles County, Maryland in 1866. Explorer Robert Edwin Peary hired Henson as his valet for expeditions. For more than two decades, they explored the Arctic and on April 6, 1909, Peary, Henson and the rest of their team made history, becoming the first people to reach the North Pole or at least they claim to have. Henson died in New York City in 1955. William Hasey, he was born in Knoxville, Tennessee in 1904. And like Coleman and Brown, he showed precocious intelligence and an early determination to succeed. His parents, who were um, uh, a government clerk and a teacher, were in a better position than most of um, in most to help their son excel. And he attended Amherst College in Massachusetts where he graduated at the top of his class. Inspired by his cousin, Charles Houston, who had a position at Howard University School of Law, Hasty decided to roll, to enroll in law school. After an ex- exceptional academic career, he passed the bar exam and became a practicing lawyer and a teacher at Howard. In 1933, he returned to Harvard to obtain his doctorate in judicial studies. At the high, and he was the, listen to this, the highest ranking black federal judge. Hasty was able to speak openly about racism and segregation and support decisions that combated them. Okay, the aforementioned first African American U.S. patent recipient 
was working as a tailor and his name was Thomas L. Jennings. And he was a businessman in New York City when he invented a process for dry cleaning, delicate clothing known as dry scoring. Now, Jennings applied for a patent in 1820 and received his history making approval the following year. With the money he earned from his invention, the former slave both donated to abolitionist causes and even um, and even reportedly freed his still enslaved family members. Remember, remembering that when you are getting your clothes clean um, um, out there, you know, that um, um, <laughs> this man is the, is the reason uh, for that. Another fantastic African-American. Also a New York City resident, Mary Van Britten Brown created an early version of the modern home security system more than a century later. Feeling unsafe due to her neighborhood's high crime rate, the full-time nurse rigged a motorized camera to record her home entryway and project images onto a TV monitor. Also included in her setup was a two-way microphone in order to communicate with visitors without opening the door, as well as a panic button to notify police of any potential emergency in progress. After filing um, to uh, after filling out, you know, the patent for the closed circuit um, TV security system in 1966, Brown received her approval in December 1969. Okay. One more person, Alexander Miles. Anyone who's written Martin Elevators has Alexander Miles to thank for the stair alternatives automatic doors. Prior to his design in 1867 patent, uh, riders had to manually open and close two sets of doors when entering and exiting elevator cars. Okay. Now, if passengers happen to forget to close one of the doors, Subsequent elevator rides risked a potentially fatal fall down the elevator shaft. Now, because of the adage goes, the adage goes, necessity is the mother of invention. Now, Miles created a mechanism that forced both elevator doors to close simultaneously, thus preventing dangerous accidents. Okay, so there you have it, listeners. And I, you know, and look. I could go on and on. However, should you want to know more about these pioneers of black history who inventions are still being used today by society all over the world? I suggest that you go on to this website that I mentioned earlier, which is www.biography.com and read about them and then teach them to your kids, your spouse, teach it to yourself. That's where it starts first. As I said, education is a beautiful thing. And listen, and if you are a teacher in school, teach it to your class. You know, uh, the truth needs to be known um, about these um, fantastic individuals who in the past and still today are creating fantastic things that are absolutely beneficial uh, to society. Reginald, do you have any one um, very quickly that you would like to mention for Black History Month? Just as you were talking, the um, uh, escalator, you know, the electric stairs, the escalator was it was uh, invented by uh, by a black gentleman as, as well. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the walkie-talkie, uh, the blood bank, uh, mm-hmm. the third rail, um, you know, the electric cars, the elevated oh, train, mm-hmm. all of that. Um, that mm-hmm. was invented by by a black gentleman. 
uh, um, a black female whose name uh, escapes me right now. Uh, she's a mathematician who developed, um, who was pioneer in developing a GPS in order to, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, she developed a math that developed the GPS that allowed the GPS to be developed. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was in her late, I want to say her mid eighties when, when she developed that. She when still she developed- with us. Mm-hmm. So she was pioneer, and so whenever you click on your GPS system, she's uh, she's the reason why we have GPS. Yeah, and then and then listen, because I talked about the elevator, so now you do the elevator and the escalator, and so there you go. Okay, yeah. that's that's what I'm saying, and just so many, so many fantastic things, you know, and and I would also. Um, I also am saying, Reginald, that as I say every time during Black History Month, this does not mean that people of all races, since they want to segment races, uh, uh, you know, individuals, this does not mean that all races have not developed things that are extremely beneficial to society. The thing that I'm saying is that people of color, you know, Black Americans do not get the accolades that they should have for the fabulous inventions that we are using today that other people just take for granted and or think that someone um, of another nationality invented that and they did not. Um, it wouldn't I wouldn't have an I, I wouldn't have an issue with it if people of color were noted for the for the great things they do. Okay. otherwise it wouldn't be an issue with me. But it is definitely an issue that people being a person of color, that we do not get recognized for the fantastic things that we do other than this is a whole nother different subject other than, you know, uh, wanting to put, um, you know, uh, people of color in jail all the time and those kinds of things, you know, making them seem like, you know, oh, they're just, you know, they're just like the scum of Western civilization. And that is so far from the truth. Okay, so there yeah. I said it. Yeah, and this is why Carter Woodson started uh, started as Negro History Week, and then uh, turned into Black History Month. Uh, actually, mm-hmm. uh, President Ford uh, passed the law to have it expanded the whole month of, of February. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, but that's why Carter Woodson started that to you know for people to know and recognize the great inventions. Uh, that that uh, black people have have done. Yeah, so. and as I said, yeah, I'm going to say this, but we because we're almost half of the hour. But I want to um, say, you know, also, um, you know, is that it, it needs to be taught in the schools, starting starting from the very beginning, and people need to also teach it at home as as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, let's move on, Reginald. Let's move on to this topic. Trump encourages New Hampshire New Hampshire supporters to vote for weak dim candidates, and this is a report by Ayla Slisko for Newsweek on two ten twenty twenty. It says in part on February tenth, twenty twenty, Trump encourages supporters in New Hampshire to go vote for a weak Democrat twenty twenty candidate president. That that thing said repeatedly encouraged his followers in New Hampshire to cross party lines and vote for the weakest candidate in Tuesday's Democratic primary during a rally on Monday night. 
that thing in the White House that Trump that um, slaves bill. Trump was appearing in his first rally since being acquitted. And that's something else we're going to talk about in the Senate impeachment trial on Wednesday. He has at least twice appeared to advocate for party rating. You have crossovers in primaries, don't you? I hear a lot of Republicans tomorrow will vote for the weakest press uh, candidate possible of the Democrats. Does that make sense? My only problem is I'm having that I'm trying to figure out who is their weakest candidate. I think they're all weak. If anybody has ever thought that they're that is getting worse and worse um, in this country regarding, let's say, politics, you're absolutely correct. It's worse and worse in how things are done. And I just want to say to people out there, and I know that a lot of you know this, whether you're um, in the realm um, or the profession of law, you cannot have an acquittal if you don't have a trial. Exactly. You cannot have an acquittal if you don't have a trial. There was no there was no evidence presented. There was no um, witnesses presented. So how are you going to have an acquittal in its purest form? Your thoughts, Reginald? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, and this is the whole reason why Moscow Mitch and and the rest of of the of the insane clown Republican Party. You know, this, this is just ridiculous. It's, it's, it's a sham. And, and, mm-hmm. and Trump is standing there at the national, you know, prayer uh, uh, breakfast, you know, holding up a newspaper, you know, saying he's acquitted. Acquitted, you, look, you're still impeached, dude. You're still impeached. Period. Acquittal Period. doesn't mean that you're <laughs> not guilty. It's still, you. <laughs> you know, and so he's standing up there holding the, uh, you know, this this newspaper, and then his son, who is dumb as a box of rocks, sits up, uh, tweets something which saying one? that, you know, put, what, yeah, we'll have to say which one, because both of them are dumb as two boxes of rocks. So, so Trump Jr., you know, how Nancy Pelosi says that, you know, she she continues to pray for him, you know, and as, a, and as and someone who doesn't understand Christianity doesn't understand how somebody who, excuse me, who is in tune with God or consider themselves a Christian. I, I consider myself spiritual and, and you know, not, not a Christian. But Dr. King all the time prayed for his enemy. So Don Jr. Mm-hmm. says that, you know, Nancy Pelosi um, uh, uh, praying for Donald Trump is, is you know, would, would be like Satan quoting scripture. Now, anybody, any, any Catholic school third grade or fifth grader knows that Satan quotes scripture all the time. Very well, too. He look. He he was there. <laughs> Very so well. Quote scripture better than better than Satan. That's why you know some of these ministers and stuff, people who quote scripture. I'm not impressed with that because you can quote scripture. But you know, during Jesus after you know fasting for forty days, Satan quoted scripture to him. You know, exactly. and then after the second time, Jesus quoted scripture back. To him, so so it just shows mm-hmm. how dumb our uppercase that and whole unlearned, and is. unlearned, unlearned. I mean, it's it's just ridiculous. And the thing is, is that you get people who say, "Oh, he's been acquitted." I'm like, it's such a it's such a uh, catastrophe, such a shim sham that's going on in this country. 
And then um, I was also reading, this is on the same line, but another subject about that stupid ass wall that they continue to build and they're building it. We're going to, you know, I, I, I think we're, we're, I'm going to be talking about that coming up about, um, about this, this uh, wall that they're building um, here in this state of Arizona. Now, the, excuse me, it, the title of this, um, um, of this article, uh, listeners is called Sacred Native American Burial Site blown up for Trump's border wall by Chris Dyer for DailyMail.com and AP News. And this was on 2-10-2020. It says, Reginald, that construction crews in southern Arizona have started blasting hills at Oregon Pipe Cactus National Monument to clear space for the new border wall system without consulting tribal leaders. Okay, once again, here they are on their land. Just know this, listeners. We're on land that still don't belong to us. That's all I'm going to say about that. Control blasting, the article says, has been carried out for the construction of the wall, which is part of a 43-mile project on National uh, Monument land about 115 miles west of Tucson, official says. Now, a congressman whose district includes the reservation regional has said the Department of Homeland Security has failed in its legal obligation to consult with the tribe. They haven't failed in their legal obligations. They just didn't consult with them, period. Exactly. Tribal area elders told Democratic Representative Paul Grijalva that bodies were buried on the hill after Apache raids. Now, you know they don't know anything about history, so... The construction con- contractor has begun controlled blastings in mm. preparation for new border wall system construction construction within the Roosevelt Reservation. And we know I know where that is. My husband and I know where that is at Monument Mountain. We know where that is too. Customs and Border uh, Protection said now the control blasting is targeted and will continue intermittently. For the rest of this month, your comments so far, Reginald. Well, you know, they they don't care. You know, they have no respect, and and they don't care. And you know, people, this so-called administration thinks they can do whatever they want to do, and mm-hmm. something has to be done. But the disrespect of 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 doing that is just mm-hmm. total disrespect. And, and and I'll say this, any Native Americans who are, who consider yourself Republican, take a look at that. Thank you. Because I do remember there were some who were at the White House with, with him a couple of years ago and skinning and grinning and stuff like that. And, uh, okay, dude, this is, this is how they really feel about you. Uh, and I say the same thing for our Latino brothers and sisters as well. Really? Can we, can we, this is another right. subject, but can we say that the children at the border still in cages? That's, that's all I'm going to say. Now, let me finish uh, with this. I want to bring up another uh, point. Our environment is highly affected by this, Reginald. So environmental mm-hmm. advocates, elected officials, and Tohono Odham nation leaders have raised concerns about the project. Because, Reginald, it is uh, destroying the saguaros, the beautiful saguaros mm-hmm. we have out here. The use of water from underground aquifers. 
Now, he doesn't know anything about aquifers, and apparently a lot of them don't. But, you know, if we don't have aquifers, then that could definitely cut off our water supply, okay? The potential impact on migrating animals that we're supposed to be having dominion over and the destruction of land considered scared by some Native Americans. Now, the Army Corps engineers reported that the Department of Defense Get this, Reginald, because this is what it's all about. Now, I want you all to to listen to this, uh, listeners. It's not only about hate, destruction, and racism. I'm going to start again. The Army Corps of Engineers reported that the Department of Defense awarded 891 million of our taxpayers' dollars in contracts to Southwest Valley constructors in May to build the border wall on Oregon Pipe and Cabeza Prieta National Wildlife Refuge, $891 million. Okay, now, get this. The U.S. government plans on replacing barriers through 100 miles of the southern border in California and Arizona, including through a national monument and a wildlife refuge according to documents and environmental advocates. Your last comments, Reginald? My last comment on that is simply to Trump supporters. Who did he mm-hmm. say was going to pay for the wall? Just, yep. just answer that question. Who did he over and over again say was going to pay for the wall? Mm-hmm. So well, if you can answer that, then explain to me why millions of taxpayers dollars is going towards this stupid wall that's going to be that's going to fall down when the next the next democrat gets gets into office and well you um, well you know not to interrupt you brother but you saw that wall that that was that has fallen down there right you did you see that report yeah i i saw that and, and isn't that apropos for just his <laughs> administration and 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 everything about him and his and his uh million dollars unapproved dollars he's using this country's money at his as his own personal bank account wake up people okay the other thing that i want to say before we move on we're going to talk about roger stone next the next thing i want to say is about mexico if you if you so despise the people of mexico like you say you do, and like we know they do, Reginald. You understand what I'm saying? They stay the hell out of their country. Every time I look around, you know, um, you know, oh, you want a five day, uh, a five day, four night trip to such and such, such and such, and such and such Mexico. How, what kind mm-hmm. of sickness is that? You know, what kind of sickness is that? You can't come in my country, but I can come in yours and do whatever I want. That's a damn sickness and it gets on my nerve. That's a whole nother conversation. Okay. Let's talk about Roger Stone, who looks like he has snuff in the bottom of his mouth all the time. This um, says that Roger Stone backlash Democrats demand Barr's resignation and call for investigation hearings. The fallout comes, um, the fallout comes um, after the Justice Department suddenly reversed its recommendation for a seven to nine years sentence for the Trump confidant. Now, this report comes out of Washington. Congressional Democrats on Wednesday 
called for an, an emergency hearing and investigation into the Department of Justice decision to reduce the recommended sentence for longtime Donald Trump confidant Roger Stone. Top Democrats are pushing for the GOP-led Senate Judiciary Committee to hold a hearing to review the decision that led to the sudden resignation of all of the four prosecutors Tuesday from the Stone criminal case. Stone was found guilty in November of all seven counts against him and including making false statements, witness tampering, and obstructing a congressional probe. Now, late Tuesday, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi reacted to the news, tweeting that political interference in the sentencing of Roger Stone, it is outrageous, and that the Department of Justice has deeply damaged the rule of law for all of us who know about law, who are um, studying law, such as myself, who are judges, the rule of law by withdrawing its recommendation. Your comments so far, Reginald? Well, it's it's a scam. You know, I mean, he's got all of these so-called people, friends of his, in, in jail. But everybody, you know, he plays the same tune. Uh, Roger Stone was treated very, very bad. Very bad. Very, you know, everybody's treated. He himself uh, was treated very, very badly. You know, this victimization is just, is just, is just sickening. But why is it with all the investigations, with the with the Mueller report, with with um, impeachment, with with all of his his crooked friends? Why is it that he's got all of this going on, but somehow none of it is true? Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's just like none of it. It's all a hoax. It's all a witch yeah. hunt. It's a, you he know, it's all a hoax. It's the, the last time you heard someone say hoax and witch hunt. What is this, 1845 or something, you know? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's like, what I'm really? saying. So, it's, so it's nothing... A- Nothing is, is 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 true. It's just you know all of this stuff keeps coming up, and it's like, well, no, we didn't do anything. It's all of you know, just people are just after him. It's like God, this is sickening. It's yes. sickening, and it's done. Uh, hopefully, you know, the damage that he has done to the Department of Justice oh, the FBI, and the way he talks about the FBI, the FBI and the CIA. Sometimes I be thinking, dude, you better watch what you be saying. And some of these Republican senators as well, as they come on these talk shows on Sunday and all of that, and the disparaging things that they say about the CIA and the FBI, the people that put their lives on the line every line to day keep to keep this, us safe. To keep us to, safe. Exactly. Exactly. You, know, dude, you, better, you, got, you, better, you better watch your mouth. You got, got disparaging things. Yeah, you got disparaging things to say about the people who are protecting not only your fat ass, but everybody uh, in this country. Uh, Schumer sent a letter to the Justice Department, Inspector General Michael Horowitz, on Tuesday, original, writing that the de- uh, development amounts to improper political interference in a criminal prosecution. I therefore request that you immediately investigate this matter to determine how and why the Stone sentencing recommendations were countermanded, which Justice Department officials made this decision and which White House officials were involved, Schumer said. Representative uh, Jamie uh, Raskin, Democrat, Maryland, a constitutional law expert, said 
that the four prosecutors are sending a message to America that the rule of law listeners is under attack. Of course, you know, Duh. When, of course, when asked about this too with the turtle, you know, he had nothing to say. I'm not surprised. Just saying, you know, Reginald, so ignorant. It, which, what's your last comments about this before we move on? Yeah, so, you know, it has to fight back against this because, I mean, it's just lawlessness that's just running rapid. This whole mm-hmm. joke of an administration or just the, and, 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 the, and the Republican uh, 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 bootlicker, you know, all these senators and, and governors and House representatives, just a bunch of bootlickers, you know, who are condoning all of this lawlessness. It, it's the mm-hmm. same. But it's mm-hmm. not going to last forever. It's going to come crashing down. Don't don't think don't be filling your oats and thinking you know because it's going to come crashing down. Mm-hmm. Now, I just don't what else, don't know what else we have to say more than get to the polls and yeah. so that you know we can get this this um um idiot and his cronies out of there. You know, because this, this, there, you know, you hear people saying things, Reginald, like, oh, this country is going to hell in a handbasket. Oh, it's, it's already there. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's already there. Going, going. Oh, we're, wow. we're there. Yeah. We're there already. Okay. We're there already. You know, so I, you know, I, 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 I just don't know, but I, I do want to talk about, um, um, one one other thing before I move on, I want to talk about Gail King here in a little bit, but I want to make another comment, uh, Rich. I want to hear what is your take on all of this? You know, we talked a little bit about it this morning as well, um, um, sharing our disgust for how uh, about Joe Biden. OK. Um I still say that Joe Biden is the front runner and all of this that I just uh, reported to you listeners out there, how the thing in the white house that slaves build is uh, imploring the people to go and vote those who can cross the party lines who, um, uh, who can go and, and vote for the, for, for in his little mind, the weakest uh, Democrat. This is somebody told him to say that because otherwise, you know, he wouldn't, um, to vote, go and vote for the deepest, uh, for the uh, weakest Democrat. I just want to say this. I'm still voting for Joe Biden. I say that Joe Biden still will be on top of me. Are you freaking kidding me? I, <clears throat> I am not impressed at all with Buttigieg. I'm certainly not impressed at all with, with Bernie Sanders. And by the way, for all of you all out there who may not know or may or you may do, you may know this is that Bernie Sanders is not a Democrat. He is an independent running on the Democrat ticket because he figured that he can get whatever it is that he wants through this. You know, this is ridiculous. They want, they want the weakest person up there because that's the only way that they feel that this thing in the white house can get back in because if he were to go to toe to toe with, with Joe Biden, and I'm even going to say toe-to-toe with Bloomberg. They would kick his ass one way and the other. You know what I'm saying, Reginald? Oh, exactly. Well, him saying vote for the weakest Democrat, 
This is nothing new. Republicans doing that all the time. You know, they want they want the weakest the weakest person. So um, this is this is nothing new. Um, exactly. it, it, it's, I'm glad that he was stupid enough to say it out loud. Thank you. Know, you. This is what has been uh, done for for years. So so this is nothing new. So my thing is, you know, uh, when I when I used to play basketball, one thing you learned is never to go for the head fake. You know, mm-hmm. never go for the head and shoulder fake. What I'm saying, don't go Bernie, Buttigieg, that's the head and shoulder face. Don't go for mm. it. Don't, don't go for it. Don't go for and, it. And Klobuchar. Klobuchar. Well, what well, the whole, the, the, the whole rest of them. Exactly. The whole and rest I'm, of and them. And I'm, and I'm, opinion, and I'm, I'm glad of, that. Of, with the exception of Bloomberg and, and, and Biden. Exactly. And, and for me, Biden is on top. And, and, and Biden, you know, okay, so they started in Iowa. So what's all of that needs to be changed? So we haven't got to Illinois, we haven't got to North Carolina, whatever, you know, California, or on and on and on. Exactly. You know, so, so don't be, you know, counting your, 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 your eggs and chickens ain't hatched nothing yet. Exactly, exactly. And I don't want uh, Biden getting... Uh, uh, discouraged or, or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what he wants. Because come on now, Buttigieg, what does he know? And then um, I understand because, look, it was so stupid. I didn't look at any of that, the Iowa, New Hampshire thing. It's, I'm like, I can't. I just can't. Um, however, I did hear on a report on The View from my girl, Sonny Halston. She said that when they were asking Buttigieg about um, you know, when I told you that he had that um, confrontation with a bunch mm-hmm. of black people there in Indiana about, the, you know, the um, the manners and how the police officers treated this individual. And I told you guys on my show uh, a little bit ago that he said in response to the woman who said that, you know, because she was very upset, as she should have been. That he says, you know, she says, well, I just won't vote for you. Well, I don't want your vote. I don't want your vote. And and I mean, he's standing there with his arms folded. For all of you who out there taking body language, kinesthetics as I have, you know, that means I'm not listening to anything you saying. He stood there with his arm closed. And also, I want to say, all right, and I'm glad that my girl Sonny Hawson is singing this song. If you don't get the black vote, your ass is not getting in. Period. Especially the black woman vote. Come on now. If you Period. don't have that, where are you going? Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. Let's talk about Gail King here. This is about her interview that she had with the WNBA star Leah, uh, Lisa uh, Leslie about Kobe Bryant, 2003. 17 years ago, sexual assault case. Now, you know, I'm sure you all out there heard about it. If you didn't, you're going to learn about it here. This is that Gail King had an interview with um, uh, Leslie, uh, with, with Lisa Leslie. She's uh, an outstanding WNBA star, very um, tall, statuette, um, intelligent uh, uh, black woman. And now uh, she was interviewing her. A lot of people got upset with Gail because she was asking this question when she thought that she was being, uh, you know, or or let's say the people who were listening to the interview thought that she was talking about 
Kobe Bryant and the WNBA only to interject this. Uh, now, in the wake of the interview she had, she has been getting death threats. She meaning Gail King because she asked because of what she asked during the interview. Now, Eric Tedisco on 20 on 2-12-2020 for People magazine um, reported that Amy Schumer, Cory Booker and, of course, Oprah Winfrey are in support of uh, Gail King. And then there's others as well, like Cory Booker, who I'm not a fan of. He said, go and watch her full interview. For many of you, check uh, your misogyny. For those threatening her and inciting violence, stop it immediately. This is unacceptable. We must do better. Now, I will say this. I am not at all for her being threatened, her life. That should not be because she said something that I feel and others feel that she just should not have talked about in the wake of this um, uh, young man and his daughter and seven other people having a tragic transitioning. I feel that she just should not have talked about this and especially about something that has been settled years ago. And um, it, you know, I don't think that she's, you know, that her life should be threatened or anything. I just think that she needs to be more cognizant of what it is she's saying. Okay. It is so unfortunate that we lost um, um, Kobe and his daughter and the seven other uh, individuals, Reginald. So now, I looked at the interview in its entirety and Gail King said that some people are saying that his legacy is complicated because of the sexual assault charge, which was dismissed in 2003. And she asked Lisa if it was comp, if it was complicated to her as a woman and as a WNBA player, Reginald. Now, Lisa responded that it was not comp- uh, complicated at all. You know, that he was not that type of guy. She and Colby were very good friends. If you have not seen the interview, I'm saying please go and pull it up on YouTube. It's it's there, you know, for everybody to see. Now, you and I have discussed this interview, Reginald, and, and, um, and, you know, and if you haven't had a chance to look at it, look at it. But this is basically what it said. I just this one. I just think in light of all that has happened with this beloved individual, once again, that people were still reeling from him and his daughter and the seven other people transitioning. Lisa spoke well of Colby. She spoke well of him, Reginald and his listeners, and she told Gail that she never saw him violate a woman. And Gail responded that as his friend, you would not see it. That's what she said, Reginald. Gail asked, Gail asked, is it fair to talk about? Because then she, I guess maybe she felt, uh oh, maybe I should have said that. Then Gail asked if, is it fair to talk about it? Because he's not here anymore, but it is part of his history, you know? And so then as Lisa was still continuing to talk in, in respect of, uh, Kobe, um, she you know she said that the case was dismissed, which it was, and then Gail says, "Well, the case was dismissed because the victim refused to testify." So I understand why people were reeling against Gail. However, I don't feel that she should have had any death threats, you know. And I also feel that she was inept in bringing this this convert this topic up from something that happened 17 years ago 
in light of everything that that took place. Your comments, Reginald? Well, I, I didn't see the interview. I, I'll uh, try and catch that up over the weekend, but it was in, inappropriate what she said, how she said it, and, and what she said. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it, will it affect his legacy? Well, that happened 17 what, years ago, so yeah. has it affected his legacy? You know, how many championships have he, has he won? How many awards has he won since then? He was mm-hmm. he, he headed for he was headed for the Hall of Fame, uh, which will probably in, in, enshrine him now because you have to wait, I believe, seven years before you're inducted to the Hall of Fame. He was a shoe in for the Hall of Fame. So mm-hmm. how so, Gail? How has that affected his legacy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he 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 retired. His number is is hanging in the rafters of 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 uh, of the stadium. So. It has not affected his his legacy, and that's something that she shouldn't have asked. You know, she I mean, should not have brought it up. She just shouldn't have brought. I, mean, I feel it was disrespectful to asking Lisa Leslie that. It was disrespectful yeah. uh, to Kobe's to 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 his widow. Why? It was disrespectful uh-huh. to his parents and 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 his and his kids. Yeah. So yeah. you know, with, with but you know. She sits there, she being Gail King, sits there and cheese and grin with Trump Jr. You know, mm-hmm. who do you get your, who, who does your father listen, listen to? Oh, great, great hard-hitting questions. The questions, Gail. yeah. Uh-huh. So, okay. you know, people have the right to be upset. I wasn't pleased after I heard it as well. Should she have death threats? Of course not. You know, we're not talking. But, but she should have been held accountable for that inept interview. And I feel it was exactly. an inept interview. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, and I coined the phrase that mistakes are the tools of knowledge. So in, in the wake of this mistake, and I hope that she looks at it that way, that she has gained some tools of knowledge as she continues to be, you know, uh, people are calling her a journalist, as she continues to be a journalist on CBS uh, 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 you know, television and the other things that she goes off to do um, in her interviews to be more cognizant, as I said before, and mindful um, of how and what she's asking and who she's asking it of and why is she asking it. Um, as you said before, Rachel, I have maybe about uh, two minutes. Um, as you said before, I agree um, with what you said. Um, hey, um, Snoop Dogg may have been very, very curt about what he said, but you know, shout out to Snoop Dogg. I like Snoop Dogg. Um, but you know, she is not asking these kinds of questions of Harvey, stupid ass Weinstein, who's still exactly. hanging out. Bill Cosby ass is in jail. Right. Weinstein still enjoying, still enjoying freedom. What about, what about that? What about that? What about those people who, who paid their way, which they have? We, we know that this has been going on in the white community for a long time, Reginald. I'm just going to say it. Of, mm-hmm. you know, paid their way to get their kids into college. And, mm-hmm. and these, you know, and they're still, they're still out doing whatever. I think a few people have paid, um, their, their, their debt to society for what they did. But then mm-hmm. you have these other two, this husband and wife, Lori Lachlan and her husband, uh, Masiamo. They, they're still enjoying freedom, you know. So, I mean, I don't see you going after her and asking her and her husband, you know, anything. But, you know, 
I'm I'm just saying. But anyway, Rachel, I'm going to I got like one minute. Thank you so much. So, so, so much for being uh, a fabulous guest on my show. Uh, I really appreciate it. Thank you, my listeners, to all of you who listens to me. Um, my numbers are great on on uh, TalkZone.com. I'm coming up on, I think, five or six years that I've been with TalkZone now. Um, so keep listening to me. And um, now, you know, and uh, I certainly appreciate it. Go out and make it a great day. Be kind to yourself and be kind to others. This is Teresa E. Keeves. I'll be talking to you in March. Make it a great day.